0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whenever, wherever, however you care to join us, welcome to the Hot Tag Podcast. And coming to the ring, hailing from Chesapeake, Virginia, one half of your hosts with the most that will whip you from pillar to post, all power to the people himself, Shabo. Along with the mastermind behind the design, the lineage of excellence himself, Big Grizz Eric Billups Eric how you doing How you living How you feeling my friend
1: Oh man The Grizz is out of hibernation And hey, he's oh. ready to talk some wrestling
0: He ready to eat
1: I'm ready to eat man
0: Is it like right back is feeding time
1: uh, Well not so much feeding time uh, It's more like a feeding frenzy My friend
0: Oh, oh we got a buffet
1: Oh man All, all you a- can eat and they ain't kicking us out either.
0: Golden to Corral, we ain't going nowhere.
1: Nowhere. Oh, there's so much wrestling to talk about, man. I've been waiting, man, I've been to talk about this all week.
0: Okay, but before we get started, we have some sad news today. Yes. Hall of Famer, legendary wrestler, Harley Race has passed today at the age of 76. Sad day in the wrestling world. He is a true icon, a true legend. a a true hall of famer he paved the way for a lot of guys i think he was one of the ones that instilled toughness because he was one of the toughest wrestlers out there if you watch any shoot interview with any wrestler they'll tell you holly race was the toughest wrestler i've ever been in the ring with and uh he was truly be missed
1: absolutely man he's truly a legend i think uh you know, his ability in the ring is only matched by his charisma, who I think, you know, could best somebody, i say even the Dusty Rhodes. You yeah. know, and those guys, they had a couple battles themselves. I remember watching that way back in the day. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's such a great loss to me, and it seems like we're losing, you know, we're losing all the legends, you know, The even Harley Race, you know, while we weren't there, but they were the guys, you know, our uncles, you know, we're talking about.
0: Right. You know, we were right talking my... about
1: those great wrestlers from back in the day.
0: Exactly, exactly. And it wasn't too long ago, I, I, I'm not making this up, it was probably like maybe three or four months ago, I went on YouTube and I watched Harley Race against Terry Funk. This had to be in like the 70s. Mm. And you know, the style of wrestling was different back then So I thought I was going to see a lot of rest hoes No That was a physical Non-stop moving fight between those two That was a pure wrestling match And the crowd was popping at everything Like like you know the old school You put them in the headlock You sit there for 20 minutes or something like that It didn't have that It was non-stop motion, non-stop entertaining Non-stop storytelling Those two did a phenomenal job in there And like I said, Harley Race paved the way for a lot of guys, a lot of guys, and he will be missed. He is a legend.
1: No question.
0: Okay, well, let's get it going with our podcast, you know, rest in peace to him, but let's keep it going, you know, you can't d- dwell on that, you know, he wouldn't want us to do that. <laughs> oh, no.
1: The show must go on, man.
0: Yeah, the show must go on, the show must go on, so... Let's get into it. What are some rumors? What are some conspiracy theories? What are some secrets that's going on in the wrestling world?
1: Okay, well, for me, I'd say the biggest one, which I guess we say we can't call it a rumor anymore. We have got Miss Stratus Faction herself, the legend, Trish Stratus, taking on the Queen Shutter Flair at SummerSlam. Woo! Man, it's going to be a good one.
0: It's crazy because the matches for SummerSlam I'm looking forward to is Bailey against Ember and Charlotte against Trish.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how that is, right? Those two stories seem to be, you know, to play devil's advocate, more exciting, if not at least as exciting, as the storyline for the men. And this is just one more proof of you know, the women's revolution, you know, that we are so interested in the story with the women's matches now. And I've, I'm a feminist all day, man, so about time, you know, in my opinion, you know, more power to him. Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. I mean, that's the dream match, you know, not even maybe we thought we'd never see because I mean, Trish is still in great shape and still could go. but. You know, this is a dream match for the ages as far as the women's division, in my opinion.
0: So, my question about this, and I'm gonna ask you what you think. So, we have a legend like Trish Stratus, more than likely, this is probably gonna be her only match this year. You have Charlotte Flair, who's a full timer. Mm -hmm. So, who's gonna get over? Because if Trish Stratus gets over, what does that mean for Charlotte? Because Charlotte has to be to work on Monday, Trish doesn't. You know?
1: Right. Uh, in my personal opinion, man, I think I think the Queen wins it.
0: Okay, I think okay. the Queen
1: wins it. I don't I don't think you know it's not going to be a squash match. This definitely give, not. Yeah, that <laughs> she's going to give the Queen a run for her money. I'm telling you, like, this, she's going to give her a fight.
0: But I right. think
1: winning in this match, and I don't think it diminishes Trish's status either, especially if she puts she on a great match.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Like nothing's gonna happen to Trish whatsoever, but a lot can happen to Charlotte, right? If this match doesn't go right, like if it's a stinker or anything like that, because like I said, she still has to be able to work on Monday. She still has to answer to the fans. You know, Trish doesn't. She could just go back up to Canada and just chill with her kids and husband and whatever. You know right. oh, so, but a
1: hometown hero is going down because you gotta remember Becky Lynch is taking on Natalia, who's also from Canada. So
0: all right, I, right. I,
1: I, see, I do not see uh uh both of the hometown heroes winning this winning both of their matches. Yeah. I think somebody's gonna Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Trish is gonna win and then uh Natalia's probably gonna lose. But I think they're not done with Natalia. I think it's going to be one of those ones where she'll be like, I came close to winning the women's title, and it makes me want it that much more, so I need another shot at her. Yeah. You know?
1: I definitely see them building Natalia up.
0: Yeah, almost if definitely. If she doesn't win this most match, definitely.
1: she's going to put, her, she's gonna put her on she's, the show. It's not going to diminish her.
0: Because Natalia is one of the most technically sound wrestlers back there. She came from that heart dungeon. So... I don't. I don't know what's what's taking them so long to build her up. I don't know. Oh yeah, don't cut her out. <laughs> yeah, not most definitely. No, not not in the least, Not in the oh uh,
1: Okay,
0: so we got that down. So what else is going on in the wrestling world?
1: Wow. On to other news. So that's how I got. Oh.
0: <sighs> can I can I ask you a question real quick? Can I ask you one question real fast? Yeah, go for it. Don't hate me for this.
1: I might. Go for we it. We talked
0: about this earlier. What do you think Jim Cornette is doing right now?
1: I can't believe you went there.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what?
1: You know what? When
0: we talked talk earlier, uh huh. I have had the back of my mind. Oh, I'm definitely going to bring that up since you told me not to talk about it. I'm definitely going to bring it up now. <laughs> All right. Whatever you tell me not to do, just know I'm going to do the exact opposite. So, Jimmy... Hey, Jimmy, if you're listening, I'm a big fan, huge fan of your tennis racket.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, uh, hey
0: uh, what do you think Jimmy's doing right now? Uh,
1: it, Jimmy is probably sitting in the castle cornet in, in his private lair, you know, looking at Don Morocco, Taking on Terry Bolea before he was Hulk Hogan. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the you called him Terry
0: Bolea. <laughs> have you
1: have you not seen the vault? Have you seen the vault on the dark side, the dark side of the ring?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. His little. Uh, man some- he has
1: what? Uh, he's got some memorabilia in there.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: It would, he does. It wouldn't surprise me to find that to find that match in there. But oh my gosh, like yeah, I would, I didn't want to talk about it. I I said when we talked about this earlier, I said I'm not going to let him hijack the show. I'm not going to give him the attention. Hey, do, I don't know if you heard me the last time. I'm sure I'm I'm small time, so you probably never heard this. And I don't know if our listeners would even shout you out in it, but I want to tell you this. Could you please stop living in the 1900s for the love of all things holy. Hello, it's a new generation in wrestling. Not everything has to be your way. This is not Burger King. Enjoy your old school and let us have a wrestling Quit crap and hope everything just because you don't like it. Grow up. How will this Jim Cornette? I don't even want to know. I don't even care. All I know is a grown man like him should not be whining that much. And I say this knowing full well that I'm still going to listen to Jim Cornette. <laughs> I'm taking nothing away from Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette has given a lot to the industry. And in his defense, I understand why he feels the way he feels about today's wrestling. I get it. As far as the integrity, you know, wanting to keep the integrity of the business, absolutely, as a wrestling fan, I can't disagree with you. What I can disagree with you on is holding, being a child, and holding a grudge against Kenny Omega because he had a match against a nine-year-old girl. Hey, it's not your flow. I personally have never seen the match. I've heard about it. I would rather not see it. <laughs> Me but, don't, but don't. Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. Okay, he's not. You, you think he's the scum on your shoe. Fine. Whatever. But God, you could bring a lot more to your podcast than whining and complaining about Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Find something else to talk about, and of course, I'm going to be listening to Jim this podcast next week. Yeah, as you I know,
0: said. I still yeah. I still haven't listened to his podcast yet.
1: You got to listen, man. It, it's a if you could get past, if you can get past his whining and complaining about today's wrestling, it's an awesome podcast. He does such great deep dives. Into old-school wrestling, man. You really enjoy it. I can't believe you haven't heard an episode already. You
0: got no, to. I've been listening. I listen to Stone Cold. I listen to Chris Jericho's. And I listen to Jim Ross. And Taz, from time to time, I listen to Taz's podcast. But you yeah, haven't to- gotten to Jim Corn
1: Who? Bully Ray.
0: Didn't know he had one. Oh,
1: what? Yes.
0: I, I just found out about X-Pops podcast, like, maybe three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I love that one. Haven't took the
0: time to listen to it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how much of a fiend I am for wrestling, man. Like I listen to podcasts. Yeah, I listen to Jim Cornette for as long as I could possibly stomach it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta listen to it.
1: I gotta check it out. Yeah, you check it out. What culture podcast? Love those guys.
0: Those guys are awesome. Yeah. What culture and
1: WrestleMania? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> for- Yeah.
0: They have so much insight. Real quick, you have brought up the fans. I'll, I I want to say thank you to the fans. Yes. Yeah. We have a lot of fans listening. I don't know the number off the top of my head right now, but we have more fans listening than I know of people in the world, if that makes sense. We
1: <laughs> <laughs> talked about that earlier. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I, I don't even know that many people. I couldn't name them off the top of my head if I tried. So I love all of them. Whether you're from Kentucky, Maryland, Utah, don't matter. I was about, I did, yeah. I was
1: about to say, shout out to Utah. Like, whoever's boosting to us in Utah. Shout out to y'all. Like, I don't know yeah. in Utah.
0: So- we got to make it out to Utah one day.
1: Hey, Kentucky, what's up? Of course.
0: What up, Kentucky?
1: Of course, Maryland's VA two up to down. We got mad love for y'all.
0: Oh, of course, this is a podcast is for VA, you know. Yeah, chest just- VA, all done. Oh. So shout out to y'all. Love y'all. Keep on listening.
1: Oh, guys, by the way, real quick, we—I know we got we, you know—I get off on tangent sometimes. We're gonna get back to a pull. I want to talk to you guys real quick. As of this recording. We are at 87 listens of our podcast.
0: Now, people listening, I want y'all to come up with 87 people y'all know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because I can't do it.
1: I don't like people. So Uh, it's like the fact that 87, 87 times people have listened to our podcast, to me, is absolutely insane. I love it. I said last on the last podcast I would think of something to celebrate a hundred listens. This is what we have come up with.
0: This is what you have come up with. <clears throat>
1: okay, well this is what I have come up with. Shay is Shay is okay with this for reasons that you'll see in a second, but once we hit a hundred listens I plan to take a Ric Flair chop to the chest, bare-chested. Now, hopefully, we can get Vanguard Championship Wrestling's assistance with this one because we want to highlight our independent independent wrestling promotion and community. And Vanguard Championship Wrestling, the Hot Tag Podcast, would love to work with you guys you guys recently had your Liberty, Lot- your Liberty Lottery tournament. I want to take a Ric Flair chop from your Liberty Lottery champion. Once we hit 100 listens on the podcast. That's what I want to do to celebrate it. And every time we hit another 100 listens on the podcast, I'm going to up the ante. We're going to do something crazy. I'm the Big Grids. I'm wild I'm willing to do it because I love you guys and I'm crazy so that's what we're doing I sent I send an email to VCW I hope you guys will answer back if not it's okay because I'm gonna have Shabo go ahead and email you guys every day that's what we're gonna do
0: every day
1: this is what we, we want we I, want I believe our fans want this. I believe you guys want this. You guys want to see me take a Ric Flair chop to celebrate 100 listens. I want to get it for some reason. I'm crazy. But I think this is something that you guys want. I'm willing to do it. So guys, help us get to 100 listens. Help me get that. Woo! Ric Flair chop. And let's just have Shay, you know, just grin about it and laugh at me for weeks to come. Why not? Let's get crazy.
0: Yes, and to reiterate, he will take the Ric Flair chop. Please don't touch me. <laughs> Please don't. I, I don't want a Ric Flair chop. Them things hurt. I used to take them when I was younger from my older brothers. Them things hurt. Yeah. So,
1: you remember me? You he will, you'd have the bolts on your chest. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Oh my God, it hurts so bad. And they take the wind from you, like not like my brothers would knock the wind out of me with them Ric Flair chops, and I was just like, "Yep, never again, never yep. again." So to reiterate, Big Grizz Eric Billups will take a Ric Flair chop. Please don't touch Shay.
1: A hundred listens, guys.
0: A hundred listens. We're, we're almost there. Hopefully by the end of the summer. And, may- the end of the summer. and
1: maybe at two hundred, I'll get. A power driver, and we can may- maybe even get Shay to take a DDT.
0: Hell no! I'll be goddamn. <laughs> I'll be damned. I ain't taking none of that. It's a DDT. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Tell it. Uh uh-uh. uh.
1: Uh uh. Uh uh. I want the power driver.
0: No, I don't want to have an incident like Jake the Snake and Ricky the Dragon steamboat. I <laughs> look,
1: somebody has to be 100% to do the show, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly And fans, if y'all know what I'm talking about, look it up Jake the Snake, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, I think it was a Saturday Night Main Event Yeah Look it up, watch it, learn about it, talk talk about it with your friends, blah, blah But yeah, I'm not doing that, though <laughs> On to some more news uh, What else we got?
1: I think that's what we got for news so far. Uh we just had oh, okay, so the blocks are set for the uh for the G one. For the G1 context. Okay. Uh okay. So Mox got his first loss in the G one Climax tournament. Okay. Oh, which, well
0: that's not okay, but okay.
1: <laughs> well no, it it's all starting to make sense now because everybody has been wondering. How this is going to work with Mox, you know, going through the G1 climates. Because, of course, uh, if um, Okada wins the tournament, he gets to decide who his opponent will be at Wrestle Kingdom. If whoever isn't the champion wins the G1, is challenging Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. So we've been wondering how Mox is going to fit in this. How far is he going to go in this tournament? Well, we got our... I think, in my opinion, we pretty much got our answer now. I don't see him... At this point, now that he's got a loss, I don't think i going to, go to the G1. He's already said by next year's time, he's going to be fully committed to AEW. Uh, he's already IWGP United States champion. So, you know, that time, now that he's got that loss, we're going to see a title... cook. We're going to see him the United States title come off him soon. It'll be in AEW full-time. And we'll see what happens from there
0: and I was going to say that too I'm, like I said last week about CM Punk once AEW gets rolling CM Punk could probably join it and I was thinking once AEW built some momentum Mox is going to want to be there full time you know every week you know to help them with their ratings to help them help them bring up new stars to help entertain the crowd so I can't wait for this this battle this war to start up we're going to talk about that later on in our podcast, but just know, it's going to be something. It's going to be something. Something's brewing in the water. Yeah. I should be on the lookout for it, because I definitely am.
1: Yeah, we definitely, yeah, last segment of the show, we're going to put on, Uh, we're going to put on uh, open forum, if you could say, on the battle brewing between AEW and WWE. We'll talk the origins, we'll talk about what's happening now, we'll talk about where it's going to go, and we'll even compare it to the Monday Night Wars of the 90s to see how things measure up. But that's our last segment of the show.
0: And I honestly, I'm going to say it now, I don't know if it's going to measure up to what we had in the 90s, because we never had that before. That was the first time. We yeah, did. Keep...
1: Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: It... No, I'm just saying, it's going to be hard to recreate that magic that we had in the 90s. You know? So the only way I think they make make it better is to, you know, both sides got to step it up as far as character development, uh, match quality, um, you know, who who can draw more at a house, you know. So they're gonna have to really bring it. And you remember back then we didn't have to worry about a show being PG or being politically correct. I mean, Val Venus alone broke all those rules. You know what I mean? So, it, it's just going to be a different aspect, a different perspective this time around. I just want to see what they're going to do, how they're going to do this, and, and you know, how it's going to get over.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a great discussion. <laughs> this is going to
0: be fun. Yeah, it's, it's always fun. When have we not had fun? <laughs> We're talking about wrestling. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so that, that's fun on its own right there.
1: Our deep dives always get really interesting. You know,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, into the details, but the first thing we got to do, we got to take a quick break. And oh, did we have anything else? We didn't have anything else.
0: Um, such poor Jeff Hardy. Oh, I'm gonna say that until he comes back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Will we get in trouble if we made that T-shirt? Poor Jeff Hardy. <laughs>
0: Poor
1: Jeff Hardy. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be our slogan. I don't know. We might
0: get in trouble for that. <laughs> was not as big as trouble as he is. Oh wow! <laughs> Booyah! <laughs>
1: Booyah!
0: Did I get enough heat?
1: That just had yeah, yeah. You definitely got some heat for that one. All right.
0: Well, poor is it Jimmy or what? Which,
1: which Uso is it? Uh, I believe it's Jimmy.
0: Jimmy. Oh, poor Jimmy.
1: Said, why you gotta do Oost like that though?
0: Oost did himself like that. I didn't do anything.
1: Uh, not gonna... I, wasn't
0: there. I plead the fifth officer. I wasn't there.
1: These guys, you're not gonna These guys, let these guys live it down, are
0: you? Nah. Stressing not. Jeff's been getting in trouble for years. <laughs> years. Like, hello, are you Boston George? Like, what? Like, bro. Don't
1: do that, man, like that.
0: I'm just saying like and he's in his 40s now you would think he was smart enough on this but you know I don't know it takes people a while to you know understand certain things in life not trying to preach not trying to tell people how to live but it takes you a while to find yourself you know so I'm guessing he's still trying to find himself. Oh
1: bro Jefferson like is what 40?
0: (laughs) Yeah that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying and it it makes it may take you a while, you know. He should—he's time.
1: should have found himself by now.
0: Well, not well, no. Because I thought by the time people turn thirty, they find themselves. But you know, we're in our thirties, and I'm still trying to—I'm still trying to see the ways of life. You know what I mean? Because every. You know, a different experience happens to you every day. You learn about yourself every day. So you're still growing, even in your 30s. So I'm I'm thinking Jeff Hardy's still growing himself, even in his 40s.
1: Eh, I'll give you that because I'm a grown-ass kid.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, and, hey, I said the same thing. I'm a grown kid. Leave me alone. I watch cartoons, I read comic books, and I play video games. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah,
1: what is it? We just still have to do that adulting thing of paying bills and raising kids. I don't.
0: I don't even know how to pronounce that. Ad, 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 what's that a word you said? Adult. Adult. Ad, 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 uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you say what?
1: I said it takes a while to get used to. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't even form. I can't even form those letters. Adult. Adult. Ad, uh, anyway. Yeah, so- Let's go ahead and take a. <laughs> you say what?
1: You're so off track.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. We go on tangents that time. But we like to have fun. Y'all like to have fun too. So hey, we're all having fun together. But yeah, let's take a break. Um, you know, get you some chips, get you some Kool-Aid, get you a Snicker bar or a Twix or something, some gummy worms, use the potty, use the bathroom, freshen up. And when we come back, listen to this title now the impact of raw Down.
1: something new
0: something new I'm gonna explain it when we come back and we are back my friends how you doing how you living how you feeling
1: Eric, what's up, brah? Man, I'm still trying to get get over Raw and SmackDown.
0: But first, 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 we had a show before that, though. Remember now, remember what we said last week? Ah. We was going to check. Yeah, we was going to check out Impact Wrestling this week, and we did. I'm going to put it out here now. I was 20 minutes late to the show. I was doing something. The show started at ten. I ain't get, I ain't get a chance to catch it till ten twenty. So please don't hurt me. Please don't send me death threats or anything like that. But I did watch the entire show of Impact Wrestling, which is TNA. If y'all don't remember TNA, you know what the six sided rings and had Dixie Carter. And <laughs> yeah, just in case y'all forgot, you don't say
1: her name around these parts.
0: What's wrong with Dixie?
1: She, said, she killed the she killed the business. Well, not the business. She killed. Well, she barely killed TNA. Almost put him in the ground. She had no idea what she was doing. She was Vince so married- Russo.
0: I'm about to say she married Vince Russo.
1: <laughs> oh, the world might as well be attached to the guy throwing help. Let this ass clown try to run the dirt company into the ground.
0: Wow!
1: Hey, I'm saying now. I don't agree with everything Jim Cornette says, but there is one thing in this world, and me and him will oh. go to the grave-hating. And oh, that's Vince Russo. You can betcha. Do you know? Do you know he has an agreement? I don't know if I've told this to you before or not. You know that man has has an agreement with his wife. He will he will keep her out of the will if. When Vince, if, when Vince Russo dies, she makes sure he has a way to piss on his graves.
0: I heard him say that in one of the shoot interviews he did with, um, I forgot the guy's name, but he was like, I'm drinking water so I can live longer so I can be there to piss on Vince Russo's grave. I was like, that's real hatred. Hate you know is- how people nowadays say they hate somebody, but no, he really hates them. The hate we're talking about is just a dislike, a strong dislike. He hates them. When you want to piss on a person's grave, that's hate.
1: That's out of hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's out of hand. That's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just like, wow, that's pretty strong to say. Yeah. You know, but hey. So What happened on impact, man? Because- impact. All right, from what I caught, I, like I said, I caught it at like 10 20. And I saw Mr. Monday Night himself, which is probably Mr. Friday Night now, and that's RVD. He's getting a lot of paychecks, ain't he? He was just on the Raw reunion on Monday, and then he's on Impact Wrestling on Friday.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's still going, man. He's still going.
0: And and I was going to say, he looked damn good in the ring. Like, he hasn't missed a step. You know how, you know, wrestlers get.
1: he said, "What? We? I'm
0: telling you, that's, that's, and you know what's funny? The announcers were saying that too. Like, they were saying how he was on, he was the first wrestler on the cover of High Times magazine. I was like, wow. And that's one thing I'm gonna give Impact Wrestling kudos on. They're not PG.
1: Yeah, they. I, that's one thing that I did notice about that about Impact. I was like, yeah, okay, I can get into this."
0: Yeah, and I said the same thing. I like I can probably watch this from week to week, you know, because they're not PG, they're not politically correct, you know, like how they are not. other companies are. But it was a it was a pretty good show. It's so a RVD. He didn't miss a step. You know how old timers? Not I mean we we'll call them old timers, but seasoned veterans a little slowed up. He didn't all slow right. up at all. He kept the same pace he did back in the ECW days. He was a little thinner back then, but I, I'm not going to fault him for it. Uh, he, he looked really good in the ring. I forgot the guy's name. He was wrestling. The guy did an awesome job to African-American gentleman with an afro. He kind of reminded me of, um, uh, there was a, Eddie Murphy had a cartoon called PJ's Projects and, he, and there was a little fat kid. That was one of the characters. <laughs> 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 uh, that's kind of who he reminded me of. Not knock him though, because he did a great job in the ring. He did. He um, he he put on a good show. That was a good match. That was a good. Match. I don't know if he was the opening match. Like I said, I was 20 minutes late, but that was a good match. Huh?
1: He to to with an afro.
0: Yeah, he had an afro. Yeah.
1: Been Willie Matt. might have been. Willie Mack. Uh, might have been. Might have been Willie Matt. Yo, I love Willie Matt. I
0: love.
1: Yeah, him. that name something <laughs> for me. I think it was. man, that dude is so talented. I would love to see him in AEW. I don't know, like I, I, think he did sign a multi-year deal with Impact. But oh my gosh, I would love to see Willie Becker in AEW. He's awesome. Yeah, th- yeah, he was good. That
0: was a good match. Yeah, that was a good match. Great mechanics in that match. Loved it. Loved it. Oh, Impact Wrestling got their own Kofi Kingston. A guy by the name of uh, Rich Swan. Swan
1: Yeah. Yeah, Rich Swan used to be in WWE. When? Dude, oh, you are so behind in the turns. Yeah, Rich Swan used to be on 205 Live. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he got oh God, I can't even remember the story right now. I believe I believe there was a, a domestic dispute between him and this girl.
0: Char- of course, there was. The
1: charges were dropped against him, and
0: of course it was.
1: And WWE let him go.
0: Of course they did.
1: <laughs> so he's been at Impact ever since.
0: Yeah, and he was the S division champion. He lost it to uh, Jake Chris Christ something. I'm gonna get these names down, Pat. Just give me some time, people. <laughs> but he lost it to uh, Jake C R I S T. Chris, yeah, Chris. Okay, yeah. he lost it to Jake Crist. So, and once again, that was a good match. But just watching Swann perform, I was like, "That's Kofi Kingston."
1: That's who he always reminded me. He always reminded me of like the like young Kofi Kingston. Okay, yeah, <laughs> nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that was a good match. Oh, one of my favorite segments, though. I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on these guys. But um, you remember that 70s show? Of course. Okay. You remember they used to have the scene where they would be sitting around a table you could tell they were smoking pot or something? Yeah. They had a segment where there was guys sitting around a table and they had the smoke in the background. And it was all like. One guy was, like, laughing a lot. The other one was in deep thought and all that stuff like that. And I was like, this this is what we need. You know what I mean? Not the whole drug scene, but just something, like, people can relate to. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know? Because there's a lot of people who smoke pot and all that stuff. And I'm not putting it past them. You know, do what you got to do. And I'm like, you know, this this show has something for everybody. And this is for the weed heads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a little something for everybody on Impact.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was really cool. I thought that was a, a good idea, a great idea. I was like, wow, that's innovative right there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's
0: what made me say impact isn't PG because of that scene right there. I was like, yes, cool, cool. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, I wish there were more eyes on Impact because I think Impact is really uh, underrated. You know, I think they well, were really great content. And I think just the whole stigma of TNA is like, I think that's why, you know, people aren't really, like, really wanting to give it a chance because there's such, you know, a stink on it from, you know, when um Vince Russo and Dixie Carter and Hulk Hogan were running the show.
0: Oh, God. That, and you know what, I know I remember the exact moment when I stopped watching TNA Impact because they just was putting on bad television. Um, They was doing this, um they had a best doing this 10-10-10 thing. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. yeah, and it was where Jeff Hardy's supposed to turn heel and they had this heel um uh formation with him and Hulk Hogan and abyss and something something and it didn't make any sense I didn't get it yeah so none,
1: I, of, I, none of it did I didn't really even get back in, I didn't really get back into Impact until um, until Jeff Hardy until Matt and Jeff Hardy were there as um, Matt Hardy
0: yeah with the delete thing and the thing <laughs> was I would see that on Twitter and I would you know tune in to TNA from time to time to see what they was talking about. Actually, that's a lie. I would look it up on YouTube. i never tune, I never tried to find it on TV. <laughs> but i look it up on YouTube to see what everybody was talking about and then i see it. Um, Shouts out to Matt Hardy's wife. God damn. <laughs> God damn. <dude. laughs> uh, God damn. Back and pick him, Caney. That was one
1: notch below shooting your shot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, what do you mean? Wow. You said what i said that was like just a notch below shooting your shot show love me boy dang if you wasn't made <laughs>
0: yeah uh, <laughs> i'm uh, i'm in a relationship now love my girl you know uh, i'm just saying matt Hardy's girlfriend is very attractive yeah. he knows how to pick he has good taste in women i mean he had he pulled leader. Right, wasn't Lita both by number one? When we did the countdown?
1: Was, yeah, we we, we got like three for three on our on our on our list so far. I'm afraid.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. This is like a Wrestle little WrestleMania streak we got going.
0: Yeah, so you know, shouts out to Matt Hardy because you know how to pick him. Um... Yeah, so back back to TNA or M- all right. So hold on, is it TNA or is it Impact Wrestling? What's it called?
1: It's Impact now. We don't do the. We don't talk TNA anymore. It's Impact. <laughs>
0: And if Impact can go back to the six-sided ring, I was looking forward to seeing that. But they they doing the four-sided thing. Nothing wrong with it, but that's what set them apart was the six-sided ring, you know.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that was like a really great element to it, especially like when they when they did their cage matches. I think their the cage matches were so cool because of the fact it was a oh. six-sided ring.
0: Oh, it's a my lockdown.
1: Yeah, uh, lethal lockdown.
0: Lethal lockdown. Yeah, that that was cool. Oh, and one more thing about Impact Wrestling, I want to say. Gore, 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 they signed Rhino. I said yes.
1: I love it. I love, it. I love seeing Rhino like still working after you know, he's been in the game for a minute and like he's still doing that. I love seeing that, man.
0: Yeah, Rhino's the man. Rhino is the man. I thought he could have been championing in WWE, but you know, I guess he didn't have the right look. I
1: huh? should have gave him a shot.
0: Yeah, like back in like the early 2000s when he did the invasion, like look, after the invasion, I think he could have carried the title for a little bit. But he probably, you know, didn't have the right look that Vince was looking for or couldn't cut the promo he was looking for. But he had that intensity. And he had the look that I like, you know, that intense look. Because the, um, the, I like like the stocky guys that does a lot of suplexes.
1: Yeah. You like the Brock?
0: Shout out to Taz. <laughs> You know, and he, yeah, he can, and he could put on a good match. He can kick some ass. You know,
1: definitely. I think that WWE really dropped the ball with him because he's not the type of person. He's his intensity didn't need him to talk. Like his intensity, his body language. Right. He was the type of person that you put a manager with him, and you put him with somebody who can talk, and he's over instantly. Right. You know.
0: Hey, Paul Heyman. He's they, a Paul Heyman guy anyway. Yeah,
1: you know? definitely. Like he definitely would. He definitely would have gotten Rhino over. Rhino does not need to. got Paul Heyman.
0: Right, right. Paul Heyman should have had like his own little ECW stable in, in during that time. Like him, Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, RVD. Uh, who was at the roster? Just incredible. You know, should have little stable.
1: When they redid, when WWE tried to do ECW. They should have done, yeah, yeah, we try, to, we try not to talk about it. We try not to talk about it, but I'm, but I'm going to make a quick point. They should have done what they're doing with Paul Heyman now with Raw. You said, okay, that's your brand. You run the show. But Vince's ego, I won, squish everybody under my thumb, ran, they could have done he ecw could have been an nxt They, they could have let they could have let wcw be wcw under wwe let them have their own brand it's like that's one of the one of the reasons why i feel like in a way like vince gets it but in a way like he doesn't like this could have been done with you know what i'm saying like this could like 205 live at nxt that could have been ecw you know, ECW and WCW, but Vince's ego got in the way. You know, what I'm saying, and it's like it's almost like he's slowly like starting to get it now. It's like, okay. Maybe I'm... Not, took them long enough. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, well, I get it now. Like, now you're looking to these guys and the same guys now who you, like, had to squish who you felt you had to squish under your thumb now are, are basically helping you gain your viewers back. It's, like, the perfect example of karma running full circle. Like, the same guys that you squished under the same guys that you, call it, that you signed on to help you. Not to say that, like, you know, they were the last saving hope in WWE because, I mean, come on, WWE is WWE. You know, but oh, yeah. it's truly ironic that now it's like the, now you need these guys to help you. This is a great segue into Raw and Smackdown. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you know what's crazy? I forgot to even break down why we call it the Impact of Raw Down. Because you got Impact Wrestling and then you have Raw and Smackdown. So that's why it's called the Impact of Raw Down. We have such
1: we have such great listeners. I feel like they already got that, but you know, just for the get it,
0: yeah, just you know, I like to have titles on certain things. So there we go. All right, so we go on to Raw.
1: Yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about it. Let's get into Raw. Wow.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, we had the twenty four seven titles. Skip that. No, let's not skip that. We cannot. We skip that. History- if, if we skip that, we.
1: My friend, history has been made. There's no way we could skip over that.
0: The and pre- there's no way we can skip over getting kicked in the vagina.
1: How? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's. Yeah. Everybody knows what happened. Yeah. Let's get to the good part.
0: That part got me right there. I tweeted that out. Oh.
1: <laughs> I saw that. I was, like, I, I was still like, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was in my phone while I was watching it. So, yeah. so I'm paying, paying attention, but I'm not, but it's like, I was waiting for her to say, I'm going to kick you in the balls and I'm just in my phone and I here. I'm going to kick you in the vagina. I, instantly <laughs> looked at the TV and was like, holy crap, did that just happen?
0: And then he opened the door. I said, Lord, have mercy.
1: <laughs> he better. That's, that's his pregnant wife. Like, what, are you not going to open the door? Like, I don't care if you, you she's going to kick you in the vagina.
0: <laughs> and fans, if you didn't see what happened, they had a 24-7 what do they call it? Uh, I I don't
1: know at this point. I didn't care. I loved it anyway. <laughs> I I don't know the name. I don't know. It was just Whoa. like a is a mixed gender twenty four seven match rumble. R-Truth, yeah, with r truth, the mosh mosh pit. I don't know, but
0: a mosh pit match of mid Carter's.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. So you had you had you know everybody. You know, you're the one in the 24/7 championship surrounding the ring, and you had Drake Maverick with his wife Renee Michelle taking on Archers and Carmella. A Whole bunch of craziness happens, and uh, Archer was Archers wins the match, but then he gets surrounded by everybody in the ring, and they dogpile him with, uh, I guess, a quote-unquote bosh bit. Whatever, they look like a dogpile to me. Rough counts, bell rings, out comes Mike Canellas with the 24 7 championship runs, and that's where we get to the point of open the door before I kick you in the vagina.
0: Yeah, because he, when he ran, he ran and hid inside like a closet or a locker room or something like that. And yeah, then he didn't open the door until his wife said, I'll kick you in the vagina, which I don't want that on a t shirt. <laughs> no, take that bat. Take that back. Take that bat. Take that bat. Take that bat. I don't want it on a t shirt because I don't want females coming up to me being like, you'll do what? No, never mind. Yeah. Because then I have to sit down and explain it to them. And yeah, never mind.
1: You will get the feminist army on you. So. Oh
0: my God. And I already I, got enough heat.
1: And I'm only a, dele- a delegate. Those feminists, I can't save you, my friend. <laughs>
0: Well, Let's just keep going before I get myself into more trouble. <laughs> Alright, so after that, um, I'm going on the top of the head here. I can't remember all that what happened, but I just remember... Um, what, what happened?
1: Everybody see. Everybody see. At this point, guys, like you guys will see the show. Let's just talk about the high points of the show.
0: Okay, well, my favorite part was the ending where... Um, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, they're pushing Cedric Alexander, aren't they? He's getting a nice little push. Yeah, well, he was a janitor like two, two, three weeks ago or something like that.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: He deserves it. Yeah, I'm, mean, yeah, yeah. And he did a damn good job with the dive off the top of the stage.
1: Definitely, yeah. And, that, thank you, Hayden.
0: Yeah, and you know what I was about to say? That was such, that the end of the show was such a Paul Heyman thing, a big, Brawl for it all. It was even fighting through the crowd. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre was fighting through the crowd. Fighting up the stage. Then he had Cedric Entertainer. Uh, I called him Entertainer. Cedric <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> Diving off the top of it onto, onto the onto the guys. I was just like, this is Paul Heyman to the to the max.
1: I loved it. Even down to the epic. Ass whooping that's got at the hands of the beast oh, Brock Lesnar.
0: Good, you, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You did it wrong. I you say his name.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Brock Lesnar
0: doesn't that hurt your throat. No. Remember, I did it last week and it hurt my throat. Oh, oh it's
1: free, it, it just flows freely for me.
0: Oh, lucky you. Well, anyway, yeah, that was an ass-whooping. Uh, L5 galore. Yeah, did that make,
1: I have to ask you, did that make you, like, as it progressed, did it make you uncomfortable at all?
0: Um, I think, like, the second time he did it on the chair. Because it looked like he didn't care. You know, you can tell when a wrestler cares for the other person, like, he don't want to hurt them, you know, like it's all entertainment, you know. It's a work, you know. They don't really want to slam you on your head, so they protect you. It looked like Brock just really tossed him on a chair and didn't care if he broke a rib or anything. Broke his sternum. Like it, it seemed like he didn't care.
1: Oh, okay. So you, so it made you a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Well, I- it made me question. Like, was it Brock going to business for himself, or because the way it looked? It, like I said, it looked like Brock really tried to hurt him. Like you know, like I said, we, we all know that the Russells aren't trying to hurt the other one; they're just trying to entertain. It looked like Brock didn't care about entertaining; like he really wanted to hurt him.
1: Well, let me tell you, man. I'm glad that you felt. I'm glad that you felt comfortable. like you felt uncomfortable. Like you still have a soul. I have to tell you, <laughs> I love every bit of it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Five. <laughs> I. I. <laughs> I literally laughed out loud. I clapped. When Brock Lesnar <laughs> opened the chair and just sat down and looked out of him and laughed. I clapped. I did. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. They are giving Seth Rollins the Roman Reigns treat. And trying to throw him down our throat again. Especially the whole thing with Becky like even before the whole thing with Becky Lynch. Like it was good. Getting- I'm
0: glad that's over. Yeah, but yeah,
1: go ahead. Oh god, me too. Me too. I'm so glad that's over and done with. But it's like you start to get the vibe, like you're not fe- like everybody was not feeling not feeling Seth Rollins the way they were feeling Seth Rollins like a year ago. You know, and no. it was finally obvious, you know, that people were getting sick of Seth Rollins. And I and I'm not gonna lie, I was too. So I'm not gonna lie. I loved it. I was hoping that it wasn't a thing where like Brock Lesnar just comes out, looks at him, laughs out of walks off. Like, I loved it. I loved seeing Seth Rollins get f off. I loved him getting hit with the chair for the third time. I loved Paul Heyman begging Brock Lesnar. When do you see Paul Heyman say, "Hey, okay, that's enough, stop"? You don't see that. I loved that even more because then you're like, "Dang, that
0: so- for good TV."
1: Yeah, sometimes he's got his ass up. And I loved it even more seeing the ambulance stop. Brock Lesnar yeah. and F-fiving him on the side of the gurney. Loved it.
0: And that one looked like it hurt. I said, ouch.
1: <laughs> uh, like normal people would have been like, okay, okay, Brock, come on. That's enough. Stop it. Me, I was like, yes. Bravo! I felt like I was I felt like I was in an opera at, at the you know at the closing curtain, and I'm just like Bravo! I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I can't wait to see what comes of this next. And the and the best part about this is the fact that Seth Rollins won't give out any any medical information. He's told WWE don't give the media an update of how I'm doing. What is this? I love it.
0: They that this, was uh This is what I yeah. want, man. It's what I want. I could cry right now. <laughs> okay. Let's let's bring
1: it back. Let's bring it back. Oh, I'm okay. Oh. I love it. I love where this is going.
0: I do too. I think, like I said, I think this is making good television. To the fact that I even said that it looked like he didn't care about him, What well, I know he probably actually did, but just the way it looked, it was like, wow, okay, this looks pretty. Uh, almost like um, I think it was uh 2016 when Brock took on Randy Orton at SummerSlam, and he like started elbowing him. Yeah. At some point. He started bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Fans, you don't know what I'm talking about. Just go to. Uh, WWE network and, or go on YouTube, you can see it. But Brock brutally just head butted Randy Orton to the point that he busted him open. And I heard that was unscripted. I don't no,
1: know. No, that that was actually that was actually scripted. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, okay, that he was cool with that. But but you're right. A lot of people didn't know whether or not that that was real or not. Backstage, Especially- Jericho almost kicked his ass.
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Chris Jericho didn't know about it. He confronted Brock about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they was about to go to blows. Like they had to tell him, like, "Hey, no, that that not work. Calm down."
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I the to and, f- to see that. By the way,
0: <laughs> another part that I thought was genius. So they had show. I think it was on the uh, what's Alexa Bliss's little thing called where she does like a little talk show what's that called
1: moment of bliss
0: that crap so yeah! <laughs> um, i'm not an alexa bliss. i like nikki cross i think she, you know need to turn on alexa bliss and start her own thing and i think she'll get over but anyway but hey i'm not the booker but anyway alexa bliss had showed uh i think early in the day when the arena was empty uh, they was teaching Natalia how to counter Becky Lynch's finishing move. You remember this part?
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: And it had Fit Finley out there and Becky Lynch actually came to the ring. Like I said, nobody was there yet. And slapped the move on her and be like, Yeah, counter this. So learn how to reverse this or something like something along those lines. And she just slaps the move on her and then leaves out of the ring. I thought that was genius. I thought yeah. it was a genius segment. Like that was cool to see. I was like, "Oh, that's neat. I never seen anything like that before." You know? So, okay, Paul, you, you get my applause.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I love the way that the I love the way it's building. I love the way it's building. I love the way that yes, uh, into it and how you know what I'm saying how she feels betrayed by him. You know, by trying to show you know show Natalia. How to get out of the disarmer? I got to tell you, that's gonna be a good match, man. This is gonna be such a great match.
0: And let's talk about my boy, the fiend. Let me in, Bray Wyatt. Love me some Bray Wyatt. I love what he's doing. How the power goes out and it seemed like everything just shut down. Like you know what I mean. And then he appears with that mask. I want is he gonna wrestle with that mask on or?
1: That yeah he, yeah from what I from what I've heard and seen he's he's always gonna uh, wear the
0: mask. Oh okay okay is that reason why he attacked Mick Foley? Remember Mick Foley had a mask that was kind of menacing, you know.
1: That's a great that's a that's a great question. That's a great yeah, question. You know what I mean? Connection. Just be like
0: passing out a torch, you know what I mean? Then he put the Mandible Claw on him. And like I said last week, I hope he puts that in his repertoire of moves because it'll fit perfectly. Because be- I, I don't think Bray has like a submission move, you know? So he can have a sister Abigail and the menable Claw.
1: That would be sick. That would be sick Yeah. putting it on Mick Foley.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always wears the glove anyway, so... It'll work. I, I think it'll get over. Um. So, what else on Raw that impressed you? Didn't impress you? Got questions about?
1: Uh, I, I gotta tell you, it was a great Raw, but it wasn't so much memorable. Like it. The only thing that really stuck out for me was the twenty four seven championship,
0: and I brought, was...
1: like the beginning and the end was great. Like. The middle was just like huh, okay, like I didn't get the whole thing. I didn't get the whole thing where, um, you know, the guys are just fighting in the background. Uh, um, the Usos, the Usos are fighting Gallows and Anderson, and Samoa Joe is fighting. Uh, is fighting Roman Reigns. Like I didn't get that. I didn't even get the whole. Samoan Summit thing, like, they were advertising like, well, what is it? Like, what is
0: it? Yeah, they didn't explain that much, yeah. but, you
1: know. And I get that they're Samoan, but why is it called the Samoan Summit? I didn't get, like, I there was just so much that I didn't get about it, and, like, they didn't explain enough.
0: Maybe next week, but I will say this, I did think this Raw was better than the reunion, in a way, in the terms of matches and booking.
1: I agree. Oh, oh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, this
0: wholeheartedly. was a good. This, this was a good show.
1: I thought. We talked. We talked last week about. Um, well, I know I did. Like how upset I was that, you know, they didn't put enough story into current wrestlers, and yeah, SummerSlam being so close. This was like it was like they snugged way back into okay by the way, here's the stories for Summerslam. Like they set it up perfectly.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, I'm like, okay, well I get Summerslam. Like I'm get I get it now. I get these stories for SummerSlam. Like Raw Raw was a great Raw. It was like no question. I just felt like after the Raw reunion it was like you were on that high of like seeing all your legends. Boom like, which the the ratings affected it too because Uh, the Raw reunion, the ratings were so high. This Raw, from this past week, it dropped. Like, it dropped right back down, which sucked, because it was actually a really good show.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, I ain't gonna say one of my favorite shows, but it was way better than what I expected it to be. I was was sitting back like, okay, let me try to get through this, but I was thoroughly entertained. Thoroughly entertained. And we kind of sound like grumpy old men at times, but... We're we're not that we we love wrestling, period. But you know we get we have our own opinions. We like to share it. We like to voice it. But it doesn't mean we don't like the product. Yeah, so we're just the, putting it out there. I'm the new
1: age. I'm the new age Jim Cornette.
0: Oh God! <laughs> I got better than you. How about to say, instead of a tennis racket, you got a golf club or something?
1: <laughs> a golf club, no. Um, uh. I don't know what would I have. Like, what will be my signal? What, what What do you see me carrying? James,
0: uh, a bear trap because you're big grizz.
1: <laughs> a bear
0: trap. <laughs> oh, <that'd> be- <laughs> <laughs> that. would be your gimmick.
1: You don't catch me. I catch you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, that's your gimmick right there. Yeah.
1: A broken, a broken bear trap at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, somebody tried to catch you but it, it but the thing broke when it tried to snap around you.
1: I conquered the bear trap under the grill.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, we can that's, that's wrong with that. Um,
1: <laughs> is that my gimmick? I come out, that's yeah. A gimmick and I come out and bear I come out like in this big like big bear overcoat. And I come out like I come out of came out of hibernation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Looking to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, SmackDown. Kevin Owens. He's the man. He is the man. That's all I got to say.
1: Don't give that man a script. Just give him the mic. Just give him. The Just mic. give
0: him the mic. Just give him the mic. And I. I enjoyed the match he had with uh Drew McIntyre at the beginning of the match. I didn't think they had good chemistry, but I guess they warmed up to each other and it became a very good match. I was just like, Wow, they really putting it out there! Okay, let's ride with it. And that, that, was, that was a good one.
1: You good with him using the stunner?
0: I was gonna bring that up, um, because I heard he was on a Stone Cold podcast a while back, right? And Stone Cold was like. I mean, I only got four moves and two of those is each middle finger. So you just stole everything I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to put that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I... I, um, If he could have modified it, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how, but... Like how uh, Charlotte Flair modified modified the figure four. You know what I mean? If there was a way, he could have did it different.
1: Yeah, I wish he would, like... Do something to like make it his own, because I mean, when I see Stunner, I just see Stunner. Like I don't see Kevin Owens. Like there's just yeah. that like you can't take their move. Like it, like, yeah, like- not like if if he, if he's on your Mount Rushmore, you shouldn't take his finish. You shouldn't take his finish.
0: Exactly. I- like if you see somebody doing a um, Tombstone Piledriver, I mean. <laughs> Undertaker's gonna automatically pop in your head. What? And The next person will probably be Kane. You know, but it's gonna—it's an Undertaker move.
1: That's what I feel like. Don't if he—if he's on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling, you shouldn't take his move. Like I would love—like if I was a wrestler, I would love to do Sweet Chip music. Like I would. For the fans that don't know, I don't think I've even shared with the Shay. With Shay, I, I feel like when we hung out, you see my feet, but I wear a size twenty shoes. So I feel like uh like sweet sweet chain music for me, that w- I would love for that to be my finishing move. But I feel like I would it wouldn't be right because that's like he's on my Mount Rushmore wrestling.
0: Right. Right. I, <laughs> some-
1: I would feel comfortable taking this finishing.
0: But that's just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um oh some good news. Dolph Ziggler won a match. Applaud. Look at that. I'm about to say for Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro, who's gonna get a win first? Cause I think Gilbert got more wins than them. <laughs> I, think Bear, I think Barry I think Barry Horwitz or the Brooklyn Brawler got more wins right now Yikes. than Dolph Ziggler or Cesaro.
1: Now, we talking-
0: Dolph- this span, right? <laughs> we're talking in
1: yeah. the span, right? Because we're talking obviously. <laughs> yeah, them. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm being, you know, ironic or whatever. But I, um, the fact that Dolph Ziggler beat Finn Balor, he beat him clean? I can't remember. I think he did. Yeah, he beat him clean. He beat him clean. Yeah, he beat him clean at that. Like, what? Dolph Ziggler, you winning the matches now? Okay, I see you there, playboy. I'm so happy. I
1: I feel like it only makes sense because while Finn Balor, first of all, we have to make it like, we have to make it believable that The Fiend is going to feed Finn Balor. And of course, this is just my opinion, but here's the way I see it. It makes sense to lose the Ziggler. So then we're not overly shocked when The Fiend beats Finn Balor. We already know Finn right. Balor is going on vacay, you know, saying slight break yeah. after SummerSlam. So it also builds up Dolph Ziggler because while we hasn't been confirmed, it's a strong possibility that we're going to see Dolph Ziggler take on Goldberg at SummerSlam.
0: What? Really? No, I thought he was
1: playing. He was um taking on the Miz. Nope, that's no that's not happening. It, that's not happening.
0: Oh, okay. But, nah. And then I also thought he was going to take on Shawn Michaels, which would have been a great, great matchup, I believe.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think that, I don't I don't see Shawn Michaels coming out come out of retirement for that. The only person I see at this point taking on in a singles match he'll come out for is AJ Styles.
0: Oh, okay. oh Shawn Michaels? Yeah. yeah, somebody more solidified to actually win matches to actually hold titles. Yeah. yeah. Sense.
1: Well, let's, well, let's I found out Dolph. Dolph has been in the Nakado champion. He's been uh, um, U.S. champion. U.S. champion.
0: He was
1: a world champion, but then I sneezed
0: and he lost it. Wow. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> I'm, 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 getting, I'm, I'm getting some heat.
1: I want some heat. Uh, give me some of that heat. Wow. So he's he's just taking it all on you. Usually I'm the one. Hey, somebody has to. Hey, somebody has to. You're the technically sound one. We can't have all the heat on you. You have, to be, right, the, right. you have to be the good guy when I tell <laughs> Okay. <laughs> somebody, well, I try to get the show when somebody attempts to kick my ass, and I say attempt. <laughs> well, because I, because
0: I tried to get you some heat when I brought up Jim Cornette. I was like, yes, rant. Let
1: me I knew. I mean, as soon as you said that, I was like, I'm not gonna take the date, but I'm gonna DM you. Give him this little tidbit. <laughs> but I wasn't gonna let yeah, him we... have the show.
0: So I'm just, so. So when you did that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get heat now. But yeah, Dolph Ziggler was the world champion. Then I went to the bathroom to wash my hands. And when I came back, he lost it. So it'd be like that. uh, It'd be (laughs) like that sometimes. It'd be like, but no, I think he lost it because he had a concussion and couldn't carry the title. Yeah. Something like that.
1: It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. I think that's the story I heard, but what do I know? I'm not the booker. Oh, the t-shirts uh, soon, too. <laughs> you say what?
1: Those t-shirts are still coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still making those t-shirts. We just got to get things rolling here. We need more listeners. We need at least 100 listeners to get that chop going across Big Grizz's chest. And then for us to make some money to promote ourselves more.
1: Yeah. But, you know, <laughs>
0: slow and steady. You know, slow and steady. Dang,
1: man. What? <laughs> Dang.
0: What on what? I said, hold on. Can we talk about my hospital bills after this? <laughs> hey, you said you would take it. I have nothing to do. So <laughs> you take it I, I probably won't even be in the ring when that happens. I'll probably be sitting ringside, like, yep, pass the popcorn.
1: Well, maybe one of our fans will drive me to the hospital after my after he caves in my chest hit. I said at least be taken to the hospital if something goes wrong. Well,
0: I'm gonna put you over for a second though. You're what 380 or something like that?
1: Yeah. Six,
0: six, what the hell is a what the hell is a chop going to do to you? I mean, honestly,
1: Shay, it's not like I'm taking these things every day,
0: man. I've
1: been carrying myself in this moment since I was five years old.
0: Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, like, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of person, you know what I mean, to take the you know give a chop to. So I was just like, what is that honestly gonna do? Like,
1: I mean, yeah, okay, maybe if I take maybe if I actually take the chop, they'll train me. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe. The- <laughs> maybe
0: I get maybe maybe no no, just gotta get to them hundred views and I'll take- see what VCW's talking about.
1: I'll drop somebody out.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll do a job quick.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I'll mean, I, I, be a Cesaro all day.
1: Oh, he's about to get that big push,
0: though. I hope so. He's about I to hope so. <laughs> and they seem to always... Real quick, they seem to always do this to him when he's by himself. Mm-hmm. When he's in a tag team, he gets a big push. He gets titles. He gets a match at WrestleMania. All that stuff. When he by himself, I think the only big thing he's done by himself, and I mean, he didn't have a manager or anything. Wait, no, he wasn't by himself when he won that under the Giant Royal Rumble thing, did
1: he? He wasn't, yeah. He was still a singles competitor at that time.
0: No, I thought he was still with Zeb Coulter and um Jack Swagger. Oh, yeah, they were. He wasn't that weird. They... Yeah, so he wasn't even by himself when he did that. Oh, so never mind. Yeah, but when he's by himself, he don't, they don't do nothing with him. Yeah,
1: well, can ch- just cut off of music, by the way?
0: <laughs> and his, his and his attire to the ring, which actually I like it now. I didn't like it before because they had him once they had him with a towel and like a jacket, looked kinda like JBL. Mm-hmm. Then they had him with a rope, which didn't make any sense. Then it had the tearaway suit that didn't make any sense. And I was just like, what are they doing with this guy?
1: Oh, his bomb thing was sick, though. I liked the tearaway suit.
0: I didn't get it, though. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, uh, maybe if he had some vignettes, maybe, that explained it, but he just comes to the ring with a tearaway suit for what? I can understand if he was like...
1: They're trying to give him the bomb fire."
0: Yeah, that's why I said they did some vignettes of him being like I don't know, James Bond or
1: something like that, but... Super secret agent type. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't... I really didn't get it. That got over. (laughs) I'm gonna be like, get him the f out of here. Yeah, it's still the one that got over. But, anywho,
0: anything
1: else from SmackDown that stood out? Uh... 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 Stupid... (laughs) Oh my God, this whole, For somebody who's supposed to be... They say he looked great in Hodgson Shaw. He did a horrible job selling that piece of equipment falling on him. And we're talking about Roman Reigns, by the
0: way. <laughs> yeah, I hope you wouldn't bring
1: that up. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that was kind of cheap. No, oh my. Yeah, and, and he, you know, he could have sold it. Like, yeah, I, I hurt my knee or he could have went limping. He could have sold something, you know what I mean? But he was just like, oh, man.
1: It was so awkward. And he's just like, the are, let me check you out. Let me check the first of all. I'm going to debt that paramedic. Like, yo, I said 20 for the 20th time. I'm good. Get away from me. Like, it was so awkward seeing it. And Roman's just, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. Bruh. Like, you didn't just see what just happened? And, And Who's trying to kill Roman Reigns now?
0: And for him to be the big dog and that's his yard now? Why didn't he go looking for that person?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I would be kind of like shaken, too, if, you know, this heated equipment almost fell on me. I would have did a better job of selling it.
0: <laughs> yeah, or uh, something. <laughs> uh, got up and said, who the hell did that? Who was it? Come out, you coward, something. You know what I mean? He was just like, I'm good, I'm good. Well, they he just walks back. They
1: have still photo of somebody walking off on the internet. And the, the, going, the going thing, the going, uh, re- Uh, you know, suspicion is that it's Buddy Murphy. Ah! Which means, if it's true, means Buddy Murphy is about to get a push. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Buddy Murphy is so, is such a great wrestler. And he, like, literally put the 205 Live on his back when he was 205 Live champion. So, uh, I'm all for this. Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy, yes. Hell yes. Like, this would be... Yes, yes. WWE, don't you ruin this for me. Do you understand me? Do not ruin this. Don't you ruin this. I love this. I, if this rivalry happens, I like, you have me. I'm hooked. I'm all for it. Just don't screw it up.
0: They will. Trust me.
1: A man can dream.
0: So what's going on with Daniel Bryan? I was just doing the yes chance, and it made me just think, like, what's he doing? His career definitely went down after he came back from neck surgery, didn't it? I mean, he was a W he was the champion for a little bit with that that organic belt crap. But then
1: I, I was okay. I was okay with it because I liked the way he... I, I saw where he was trying to take himself, and I was like, okay. I was like, because I don't like... <laughs> if you're like one of those over zealous environmentalists who, like, care more about the Earth than you care about people, I don't like you. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like you. You want to care more about people than you care about the Earth. My thing I'm, like, Toxic Avenger, no. Like, I'm all for recycling and all that. But, like, the crazy environmentalist nuts who are, like, trying to, like, (laughs) breed the zoo animals and, like, blow up nuclear, you know, sensors, all that. Like, you, you're nuts. You're crazy. That's That's where Daniel Bryan was trying to take his character, and I was all for it. I'm, like, yep give me, he has been a, such a great guy for so long, give me a reason not to like, he did it. Especially when he changed to that organic championship. I was, uh, oh. That was what really put me like, oh my gosh, Kofi beat him. Please. <laughs> so, Are these I don't think it's taking a dive though, because he had the touching championship with Rowan, and you know, I like it to me his character has just recently, his character's gotten a little stale, to me, but
0: uh, I was gonna get at it. And real quick, speaking of these environmentalists, are these the same ones that's going to invade Area 51?
1: Uh, no, N- uh, okay. no, first of all, the environmentalists are not going to free the aliens, or as we in the group like to call it, clap them alien cheeks. <laughs> if you know oh my gosh you have not been on the internet like I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm in the group i'm in the group so if you if you are in storm area 51 they can't get us all look for eric the big grist billups and shout me out and say what's up to me okay because <laughs> i'm definitely in the group i'm definitely trying to storm area 51 i'm definitely trying to clap the melee cheeks psych just kidding i am literally just there for the memes but if y'all want to do that <laughs> Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can kill me with that. Ain't nobody storming Area 51. <laughs> I'm not. I don't.
0: I'm, uh, I no comment. Never mind. I shouldn't even put it up. I don't want to comment on. that. I got enough heat already. So.
1: It's a, oh yeah. Oh dude, you are. I'm in the group, so I'm already on a watch list. I don't care. But I've probably been on the watch list for a while. Just throw it off the trash and I talk about Donald Trump. But that's another podcast for another day.
0: <laughs> Please don't start with that.
1: Uh we're not gonna go there. Where's it? We, we should we should take a quick break anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we, we got some heat <laughs> on this one.
1: We have literally put our fans on the roller they like, hey like, really, what happened? Where are we? <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, we got everybody hating us now. But hey, the more hate, the better. Controversy creates cash. Get back. Never point no. You love us in the morning.
1: <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly.
0: So... We're going to take a commercial break, an ad break, whatever you want to call it. Fans, you know, yep. go get some water, some some more Cheetos, some fiery Cheetos or whatever. I can't eat them things, but y'all can. Um, bathroom breaks, whatever you need. And we will return. Be right back. Bat welcome back. Welcome back. Hope you didn't stray off too far because we are back with our podcast. So, on to the third segment. Or, unless, hey, if you got something you want to
1: add. Uh, No, man. Let, yeah, we just go ahead and go into the last segment.
0: Okay. And I don't get that good singing voice, but Who? What it isn't good for? Absolutely nothing. Whoa! Who we got a war, ladies and gentlemen? And no, I'm not talking about what, you know with the U.S. and all that stuff. I, I, you go to Eric's page for that.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I'm, not touching, I'm, I'm not
1: put me touching out there. the political nut. Why don't you?
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching that one. I'm talking about the war. That's in the ring, that square circle. We have AEW and WWE. War. What it isn't good for absolutely nothing. I don't know. I like saying it like Jackie Chan did in Rush Hour. I just thought it was funny. (laughs) It's not you all, it's y'all. Y'all. You all Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got a war. We got a battle of two wheels going at it we have a seasoned vet in the WWE who has been to war with some of the top guys. And we have AEW, the newcomer, the, uh... Almost like the a David's Goliath type of thing, you know?
1: I don't know. Can you really put it in that perspective? I mean, considering it's owned by Tony Khan, his dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, or owns, owns a soccer team overseas. I mean, it's... Uh, it's kind of cheating in a way to really call it David and Goliath, considering they have so much money behind them and backing them. But I do get your point in the fact of they are the new kids on the block.
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> talking, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, at
1: the, and at the end of the day, WWE is Goliath. So. Yeah,
0: it, in terms of experience and having to go through these rating wars, basically with another company. I mean, Vince. Was used to going heads up with different companies. Remember the territory days back in the seventies and well, really just the eighties for Vince. But the eighties when he was going head to head, buying up different territories, stealing TV time, um, acquiring talent. I don't want to say stealing talent, but he acquired talent. We can,
1: we can but, call it exactly what it is. Vince stole some talent here and there. Like and the, let's, well, the,
0: well, let's let's
1: let's call a spade a spade. I mean, we're not going to kiss Vince's ass up here. We'll we'll keep it one hundred.
0: But I want to keep it fair, you know, by saying he acquired talent because a talent could have easily said, no, I don't want your money and stayed with the company they were with. So he just came to them with the offer, with a briefcase full of money, saying, hey, I'll make you more money, give you more TV time, give you more exposure. And it was a talent um, decision on whether they wanted to stay with the company they were with or ride right with Vince and the WWE train. And they chose to ro- ride with WWE, so he acquired them, you know? All
1: right, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: take that one. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing. Um, well, no, I'm going to say Eric Bischoff just straight up stole WWE's talent. Like, Eric Bischoff just a brute like that.
1: I mean, that's basically, that's basically what the Monday Night Wars was. It was just, you know, Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon just trading – you know, trading superstars. I think WCW got the bad under the deal because a lot of guys that they were picking up were, you know, either past either past their prime, or you know, didn't have enough t- potential to be a main eventer. So really, at the end of the day, WCW kind of shot you know shot themselves in the foot. The one saving grace was the NWO. But my here's my question about this whole thing, and I and I'll ask this of you because you're 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 the technical one. You you get down to the nitty gritty of it. Okay. When it comes when it comes to this war, this, this brewing war between WWE and AEW as compared to the Monday Night Wars of Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro. What particular nuances are there that had which company at this point right now has the advantage? Because I I could say for me it's really a toss-up, like, well, you know, when, it, when we talk about the Monday Night Wars, at the end of the day, there was 83 weeks where WCW was on top, and then after that, WWE just smashed them. This particular instance, this is a different ballgame, one, because it's a different time, you know, it, it's a lot farther in the future, technology's gone a whole light years farther than where we were in the 90s. Which which plays to I think AEW's advantage, but at the end of the day, WWE is still the juggernaut, and I don't see they've grown so big that I don't think that they're unless it like implodes, <laughs> unless it implodes from within. I don't I don't see anybody taking down WWE. But do, but who do you think in in this matchup between AEW and WWE, who do you think has the has the advantage so far?
0: So far, I mean, WWE speaks for itself. I mean, they have merchandise sales and stuff like that. They have uh, other uh, markets. They have distributors. They have, um, what's the thing it's called? Um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't even think of what it's called. Like when they say uh, Extreme Rules, to you by Snickers? What is that called? Um, sponsors. Sponsors. Yeah, they have sponsors and all that stuff. You know, AEW, and I was thinking to myself, AEW's first show—if they don't bring it, that first show, not first pay-per-view, first televised show where everybody can see it—if they don't bring it to establish that they're here for a fight, it, it, it's, it's going to get a little, it's going to get ugly, <laughs> and it's going to get very um, one-sided because WWE—they already have their. Have their formula? They already know what's going to work and what's not going to work. They've been through this rodeo before, you know. They've been through this war before, so they know. Sure. It, they know what they are actually capable of. AEW, the new new kids on the block. <clears throat> I'm not going to say they're in over their heads. You know, I love a good war, but I will say that they should take baby steps in this and not get too above their bridges not like I I think I said this a couple weeks ago when Cody Rhodes destroyed Triple H's throne I don't think you should have did that because AEW was still this new company and for you to go after the big dog like that it was. I understand what you was doing but I think you should focus on your own company first before you start going after other people's company you know I think you should focus on your own talent your own match (laughs) your own pay per view. Before you start saying, hey, I'm gonna send a shot over to our competitors. The damn the show won't even over with yet. You know what I mean? You don't even have <laughs> right. a TV deal. You only have a TV deal yet. Well, you have a TV deal, but you're not on TV yet. You know what I mean? You haven't mm-hmm. even been you haven't even been on for a, a whole year yet, you know? So uh, it's like, huh?
1: I, I was saying, alright, alright, I'm listening.
0: Yeah, no, because right, I was just saying, like, let Your company build first before you send a shout-out. You you know what I mean? And not a shout-out like, hey, how's it going? I mean, like a shot, like, yeah, I'm coming for you. Yeah,
1: like a shot across the bow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let your company build first. Get more talent, more name talent first. Build your company up. Get yourself some sponsors, some merchandise. I haven't seen an AEW shirt in any stores yet. You know? I haven't. I don't know if there are some out I don't know but I haven't you know so let that build for I haven't even seen a commercial yet a paid ad none of that so let yourself build up first and then you can go after the big dogs you know what I mean so so I think the advantage right now goes to WWE because they're the veterans they've been around longer they've been through the war they've been through many wars before Um, yeah and they, they're still the place to be they still are the mecca when uh, you talk to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, they say, hey, did you see wrestling last night? The way you be like WWE or, you know what I mean? That's the first name they're going to say. They're not going to be like, oh, you're talking about AEW or, you know what I mean?
1: hmm
0: So, yeah. Well, it, uh, Shabo,
1: very rarely this happens, but I'm going to 110% disagree with you. on every on every level possible. Okay. I I firmly believe that AEW is at a at a very distinct advantage right now. I'm gonna explain why. Okay. One they've are WWE has exposed themselves in a way. If AEW was not the contender, the competitor that in their hearts they know they were They wouldn't even give it, they wouldn't even give them a thought. They wouldn't even give them a thought. They wouldn't even address them. But here's the problem. It's almost like we're expected to hold AEW to a higher standard because they're the new kids on the block. Let's go back to the Hall of Fame ceremony the night before WrestleMania. Triple H is standing in the ring with DX. Billy Gunn is, of course, the uh, uh, a trainer for uh, AEW. Now, the, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, a little, a little mix of going back and forth, saying, "I didn't know," you know, "I didn't know I was going to be here. I'm supposed to be at a, you know, I'm at another job." He says, "Vince can't fire me because I could just go to my other job and call it a day." Triple H says, "Billy, we both know." Vince could buy that pissant company ten times over. Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> that was the first. First of all, in my opinion, that was the first shot across the bow. WWE started this because he because because of all the traction that AEW gained up to that point. They did all all in, which technically wasn't an AEW event at the time. It was just something. It was just something that Cody the Cody the Bucks put together and Kenny Omega put together so that wasn't uh, that wasn't actually you know that wasn't actually an AEW event but it proved that there are fans out there who are tired of of the for all intents and purposes crappy WWE product that that's been spewed on us as of late excluding the Heyman Bischoff era that just recently began why it, why is AEW out of bounds taking a shot taking a shot at them? Up until that point, AEW said, look, we're not trying to compete with WWE. We just want to bring something different to the fans. We want to bring something to the hard to the hardcore fans, the fans that are tired of a watered-down product. And here comes big bully WWE so-called putting AEW in its place, well, excuse me, hey, guess what? We're not bullies. What do they do at Double or Nothing? Cody brings out a sledgehammer and breaks Triple H's crown. As far as I'm concerned, that is the law, that is the uh, the Newton's law. Every action has has an equal and opposite reaction. And I don't think, and I think Regardless of how big they are, when so I'm a firm believer. Like I'm a big dude. I've always been a big dude. The one thing that I hate is bullies. You want to bully somebody? You bully somebody that's on your level. You don't pick on the little guy just because you feel threatened by them. Because because while you're brawn, while you're big and brawn, the, the you know the little guy it, you may be smarter than you, and and you're insecure. This is pretty much all this is. WWE is insecure. They feel you. I'll tell you what. If anybody has seen Chappelle show, which is a crazy segue, but just walk with me for a second. I'm 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 a little off. But if anybody's seen the Chappelle show, everybody's seen the episode where where Dave marries Oprah. Yeah. The Oprah, when Dave see see that that Oprah money is in danger, what did he do? He held it close to his chest, and he started thinking. Oh no. Oh no, I could lose everything. What happened? That's WWE right now. And yeah, they may be the new kids on the block, but they're back, but they have serious backing. <laughs> a guy who owns professional sports teams <laughs> owns the company. There's money rolling through there. This is not a mom and this is not a mom and pop. You know, backyard, as Cornette likes to call it, backyard, mud, you know, mudyard wrestling BS. This is the real deal, and nobody proved it. And nobody proved that more than John Moxley coming in at double or nothing, raised the bar for WWE to the point where they said, "Oh snap, these guys really are competition." Never mind the fact that they have not put on a show yet. They haven't put on a televised show yet. Yeah, every, almost, almost, every pay-per-view event that they put on, they've sold out. I think the only exception, I think the, the, the only exception was Fight for the Fallen. I, I don't think that closed out. But even today, at noon, tickets for All Out went on sale. Five minutes later, 14,000 tickets are sold. The place is sold out. In five minutes, this is and 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 for this reason and this reason alone, this is why AEW has the advantage. These guys don't even have a television show on TV yet. They got Vince in the corner. They put they put Vince it's it's so far back in the corner. He had to go back. He, he had to go back and, like I was talking about earlier, go get the guys that he broke down in the 90s to come bail him out. Which, is, uh, which of course, is a separate issue. That has to do with the product that's being presented. It's, I don't think that's so much had to do with AEW, but AEW is right on WWE's heels. And I think they have them in a position where if AEW can, I mean, blow their first show out of the water and stay consistent... I'm not going to say they can beat WWE, but WWE will be in serious trouble of losing a good amount of their fans. So I think at this point in the game, I think AEW has the advantage.
0: Okay. Um. Do I have to rebuttal or can we just leave it at that? <laughs> I, don't know I, how you, these, I don't know how dude, these debates work. I don't know how these dude, things work for real
1: first of all i'm not an unfair advantage because one i'm argumentative i like to argue i like to debate and then plus i watched two days of the democratic <laughs> democratic presidential debate so i kind of at an unfair disadvantage but yeah
0: yeah i'm here's, like, what? Oh, am, am I but there?
1: here's but here's what we can say here's what we can save the day for wwe wwe has a ace up their sleeve and it's called nxt and if anybody hasn't noticed NXT, as far as I'm concerned, is running this sh- running the ship of WWE right now. Yeah. And from everything from their from their storytelling, from their storytelling to their competitors, I, I, I'm almost convinced that NXT is putting out 10 times a better product than WWE, than than Raw and SmackDown put together. And that's a very and that's a very bold statement for you to make. And that's a and that's a ledge I'm willing to die on. I'm on yeah. the go. Off
0: your pitch. Yeah, and I've heard that from other people too that they think NXT is a better product than Raw and SmackDown. I look at it as all equal because it's all under the same umbrella. So if NXT is doing good, the WWE is doing good. If SmackDown is doing good, the WWE is doing good. If Raw is doing good, the WWE is doing good. That's how I view it. It's all under <laughs> one umbrella.
1: Right, but that doesn't, but can we really say, and can we really say, say that though when it's equal, when NXT show, when NXT shows don't have a problem selling, WWE canceled three house shows this weekend because of poor ticket sales. As far as I know, NXT doesn't have that problem.
0: Yeah, but NXT still under WWE. So it's all, it all equals out, <laughs> you know,
1: like, how until they get at it. Uh-huh. Until the guys get to the main roster, though. Because if you notice, every NXT superstar, almost every NXT superstar that's gone up to the main roster ha- have been, like, duds. I mean, do you remember The Ascension? <laughs> I'm i don't not think to.
0: They-
1: <laughs> I, right. <laughs> but, but, but in all honesty, they killed it in NXT. They got to the main roster and bombed. And yeah, then their but- fault, that was just a matter of poor booking.
0: Yeah, and, I, and that's why I'm kind of worried about the Velveteen Dream
1: almost. <laughs> man, we got to pray for the Velveteen Dream, man. Keep him on NXT. Do not—I said for a while I wanted to see him go up to the main roster because I, because I wanted to see how he would translate to the main roster. But I've gotten such bad PTSD from seeing other superstars get called up to the main roster and then, you know, get either get completely forgotten or— or get, you know, jobbed out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jobbing out all the guys who we've already seen. Like it's it's almost like Vince is trying it's like Vince Vince is scared of change. It, it, that's what it feels like. Like it it's almost like he has a Jim Cornette complex. Like he he's like he he's used to things being a certain way. He doesn't want to change it up. If it's not broke, don't try to fix it. But the problem with Vince is it took him a while for, for even for him to even realize it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. And then you have, a, and it from all levels, down to creative issues, down to this BS about WWE superstars being independent contractors. Like, how in 2019... Can WWE still get away with calling their employees independent contractors when they're not allowed to go wrestle for another promotion?
0: Yep. I was going to say that. And I um, I heard that uh, the Undertaker had gotten in some trouble because he had signed on to do like this autograph signing. And
1: yeah, for Starcraft last it. year.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and Vince got upset with him about that. But I'm like, Undertaker wrestles twice a year. Like, (laughs) why are you worried about what he's doing? You know?
1: Well, and then, I I don't know if you heard today. I don't know if you've heard today. I think it came out either today or yesterday. But Undertaker has basically signed what is essentially a lifetime contract with WWE. Yeah, I heard about
0: that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, I'm, I'm actually afraid for Taker. Because Taker, t- I don't know if y'all heard that burp. If y'all did, I I so apologize. You owe but,
0: everybody a beer.
1: Uh, I owe everybody a beer. All beers on me. Domestic, <laughs> domestic, not important. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm so afraid for Taker because I think t- t- Taker's loyalty sometimes to his detriment. Taker has put in damn near a good thirty years into the WWE. He owes the, he owes Vince McMahon nothing. He owes us nothing. He doesn't owe us anything because he's already given us everything that he's had. And I feel like with this contract, Taker's gonna feel obligated when Vince tells him, "Hey, big guy, I need you. I, I need you to do. I need you to do this for me." And we we talked about on the past show how like mortified we were watching that Taker Goldberg match, and it's like. I, I don't want something to happen to Taker. Like Undertaker was one of the reasons why I got into wrestling, Probably because he scared the living crap out of me when I was a kid, yeah, you right. know. But I've grown, but I grew to love Taker, and you know, just his, you know, his aura, his entrance, you know, his, you know, behind the scenes, his loyalty to WWE. I respect that, but at the same time. A lifetime contract—you don't owe them anything. If you want to go out and you want to do a star cast and 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 do and you know do a dead man walking podcast, you don't owe Vince nothing. And, and it's like he's trying to he's trying to hold on to the little pieces that he has because he knows AEW is nipping at the nipping at the heels. So he's trying to hold on to everybody that he can. And I feel like it, it, at some point he's gonna make, Vince is gonna make a mistake.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: it's yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like like this, the way he's acting right now, like trying to consolidate, you know, trying to consolidate all the all the wrestlers like it's in some way. I feel like eventually this will blow up in his face and I hope it doesn't have anything to do with Vince asking Taker to do, you know, to do a match when I feel like it to me, Taker maybe has one more really good match in him. I think I, I didn't even want him to wrestle Goldberg. I said, for what? But at this point, you know, Taker's going to do what he wants to do. And and I mean, you can't... I'm sure that that is a multi-million dollar contract that he signed. So it's like, you can't knock the hustle. But uh, good Taker's God...
0: Yeah, Tiger's gonna get his money regardless of who it is or what it is.
1: But I was on the line before he signed that contract, in my opinion. I I mean, I don't know the man's financials, but
0: (laughs) so I gotta ask the question: What do you think the real reason behind that Raw reunion was? Do you think it was to say like, "Hey, this is the talent that got me to where I am now," or was that a shot to AEW like, "Hey, we got all the talent, we got all the legends"? All I gotta do is make a phone call and I get Stone Cold, I get Hulk Hogan, I get Ric Flair, and you know, because people tuned in. You said well, we got three million views. That's like the highest yeah. rating they had in, in, in forever, you know.
1: Yeah, but so I,
0: what do you think the real reason behind that uh, Raw reunion was?
1: I don't think that had anything really pertain that, that had to pertain to. Well, I think it had a lot to do with like trying to grab viewership back, and I mean, it served its purpose, but. I think USA more has something to do with that than anything else. You know, they got the they came up with the 24-7 title idea, and now USA is filling themselves and they're like, oh, well, we get, you know, we can figure this wrestling thing out. Like, guys, you you're like Vince Russo. You come up with one good idea out of 89 of them, and Vince runs with it. And now all of a sudden y'all think y'all, you know what I'm saying, y'all are the end all be-all. Stay in your lane. Thank you for the 24-7 championship. But that was USA trying to get, you know, worried about their their ratings. So, they went to Vince and said, hey, let's do a Raw review. Because, I mean, think about it. Think how random it was. That it just I thought so, too. Nowhere, you know?
0: Because cause, cause then Raw start in, like, January? will not that, like, like when the first Raw aired in 93? Was it back in uh, January?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I was like, why y'all having that in July? <laughs> It didn't make sense to me, like yeah. Especially- plus, a raw reunion—they never had one prior to this.
1: Yeah, and then it's like it's almost like they just came off the heels of uh, Raw twenty-five. It was a Raw twenty-five last year.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw, tw- raw twenty-five was last year. Like, yo, like I guess I, as far as USA, like I said, I uh, if somebody wants to look it up and say, you know, what I'm saying, or do their investigative reporting. And say that I'm wrong, go for it. But I firmly believe that this is what USA is doing because they wanted to get their viewership back. And if you remember from our show last week, I told everybody, I said, you guys are putting a Band-Aid on a giant gash that is not, not going to bring viewers back because you bring all the all our legends back for one week. What ha- And I said, I guarantee you the very next week, the ratings will not be as high. Lo and behold, what happened? Raw this week, awesome show, but viewership dropped back again, and they barely gained any viewers from it. So it's like it's it's almost like you guys got you guys gave yourself a little bit of you know what I'm saying a little bit of breathing room. Oh, you know, guys, the ship is not fixed. <laughs> we still have holes that need to be fixed. And like I said, I think that was USA's doing. I think. You know, like I said, them coming up from twenty four seven championship put a notch on them. You know, let's let the wrestling company run the wrestling company and leave it at that. I, I really hate. I really hate when like you know when you have like people that you have to answer for and it's like you know what you're doing. Like you know, we'll let the world peek. We'll let the world peek we'll in that post that I that I. um that I tagged you in the other day, where people try to tell us what we're doing and they have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, I feel like USA is like, you guys, they're so worried about ratings and they feel like, oh, let's come up with ideas or whatever. Like, guys, if anybody has ever really paid attention to wrestling, we're on this, we've been on this cycle where wrestling is big and popular and it slows down a little bit. Wrestling gets popular and big again, and then it slows down. We're on the uptick right now. AEW having a lot to do with that, which is why I think this war is great for everybody. It's great for WWE because lots of fire under their ass to finally stop BSing and give a and give us a decent product. It benefits AEW because with this new age of wrestling, wrestling WWE had a lot had a lot. To to do with the uptick now, because over the years it's gotten, you know, it's gained more mainstream. You know, being on ESPN, you know, The Rock being a Hollywood movie star. WWE had a good bit to do with that, but AEW has caught on the wave, and now you're you're not getting with AEW. You're getting a diff. You're getting a different type of fan. You're not WWE, in my opinion. Full of casual casual marks and casual fans. The diehard wrestling fans are intrigued by AEW. It's the hardcore fans of my, of wrestling, period, not just WWE, are the ones that's going out there and selling <laughs> and selling these pay-per-views out for AEW.
0: Yeah, they are. They are, uh, and we're some of
1: them. Yeah, we, we are. we are, dude. I was so mad because I wanted to buy, I wanted to buy a ticket to to their DC to the DC show for their first TV taping. I literally at twelve oh one, I click, error, comes up on the screen, and for forty five minutes I kept getting the same thing. Can't even get tickets now because they're all sold out.
0: Damn, Jim, Jim Crow, like a mug.
1: <laughs> but that's goddamn, can't catch a break. I cannot catch a break out here. But i tell you, this war that's brewing, man, I love it. It, it. it sets everybody at a higher level. It forces everybody, all right, well, let's, you know, it's wartime. Let's be on our A game. And AEW is right now. WWE is Anthony Joshua. AEW is Andy Ruiz. (coughs) Ooh. That's
0: that's harsh right there.
1: (laughs) I call it how I see it. I call it how I see it. And I don't sugarcoat nothing. WWE is on the ropes right now.
0: Adrian Broner.
1: Oh, God. Don't even get me started on him.
0: <laughs> you talk
1: all that trash and got his behind tore off, man. Don't you step back in the ring until you got your mind right.
0: Yeah, he should have some more Joe come to the ring with him.
1: Uh, then, then that might have
0: helped. <laughs> <laughs> talk I, all that trash and lose. Oh,
1: oh man, <laughs> that's what we're gonna call Adrian just the Samoa Joe wrestler. Just more Joe
0: wrestling. Yeah. All right, so, uh right, AEW will be premiering on TNT, is it October something? October 2nd. That's what I thought. Oh, so that means my birthday is on a Tuesday then, huh?
1: Oh, are we getting wet?
0: Um, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's on a Tuesday, so you can't... Okay, it's on a Tuesday. that's a school day. So you can't drink like that. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. I usually play like the weekend before.
1: Yeah, you... My you, won't, you won't be going day-drinking again for a while, will you? No, uh-uh.
0: Uh-uh.
1: If you got, yeah, Guys, we did a show. I will not tell... I'm not going to put them on first sheet and tell y'all what show it was so y'all can go back <laughs> and listen to them. One of these shows... Shay, Shay, the day he, the day after he was day drinking, and, and that was probably, and I was tired myself, so it was probably like one of the worst shows that we had. <laughs> but I tell you what, you were a trooper though.
0: Yeah, I, I gutted it through.
1: That was a long show.
0: Yeah, I gutted it through though, but I, I did the show just for you fans, just for you guys. I like
1: you guys. We like you guys a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is, is appreciate that you you said what?
1: I said, we appreciate you
0: tolerating us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is that it for AEW and WWE? is going to premiere uh, October 2nd on TNT. They're going to go heads up with... Uh, NXT. That's going to be on FX1, I believe.
1: Uh, I, that hasn't been confirmed yet, but it, my, uh. sneaky, my, my sneaky suspicion is that's what's going to happen. Is gonna we don't be... know the... I
0: uh-huh. don't know the what? No, because I was going to say, I don't know the time slots yet.
1: Uh, I don't think they've put out time slots yet. My assumption is is uh, AEW show is going to run for about two hours, so I'm guessing it's probably yeah. going to be around... They're not gonna be they're they're not gonna be PG. So my assumption is it'll probably come on at nine o'clock. That's
0: what I was thinking, nine to eleven, the old raw schedule. Right. Right. <laughs> nine Back- to
1: eleven.
0: Yeah, and then NXT will probably do like
1: eight to ten or something. Yeah, well, I, and it, well, I, do they push it to two? Do they push NXT to two hours? <laughs> oh, oh yeah,
0: they might do Eight to nine or something maybe. I think the Order I do nine to
1: ten. Yeah, I think they should keep NXT to an hour. Like anything past the, the best thing about NXT is that they're you know they're they stick straight to the action. There ain't a whole bunch of commercials. You know, they go right into the action, they keep the cards small, you know, about three matches, enough to keep your attention. It's great wrestling. I don't think they need to change the time slot at all. The only time I think they're gonna change it is if AEW starts getting popular and NXT's viewership starts dropping.
0: Dropping, right. And you're gonna
1: go to two hours. And uh, God, I I really hope not. (laughs) I really hope not because dude, after three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown by Wednesday, I'm dead. (laughs) And I'm barely holding on to watch NXT,
0: which is so far. Especially if there's a pay per view on Sunday, ain't the rate pay per views nowadays like five to seven hours long.
1: Yeah, so you like, don't have
0: like five to seven hours on Sunday, three hours on Wednesday. I mean, on on Monday, two hours on Tuesday. It's like golly, that, that's more hours. Like that, that's like a work shift. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then it doesn't yeah. even. End. and then it doesn't even end on Wednesday. Like for the heart, like I'll, I'm the hardest hardcore fan. So my day, that, but like our, it's not over by Wednesday because we're usually doing the podcast somewhere between Wednesday, Wednesday and Friday, Friday and Saturday is G one climax, which is which I have to get up at a godly hour to watch all of it, and then God forbid. God forbid if there is a pay per view on Sunday, like it's just so, it's so interesting. Like for me, I'm a fiend. Like I can't get enough of wrestling, so it's like I, I will complain. I will complain the entire time, by getting up and trying to get myself together to watch a G1 climax. But then, like once you watch it, you're like, holy crap! Like I'm. T- if nobody is watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, like you guys are missing the boat. You guys are missing. And- Oh, go ahead.
0: And, and don't forget Fridays at ten o'clock. We got Impact Wrestling. We yeah, got
1: Impact Wrestling, dude. I, dude I'm just, yo, my girl's my girl is a writer, man. Because I tell her all the time. Like she's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm about to watch wrestling. Re- watch wrestling for the podcast." And she's a writer. She's like, "Oh, okay." And it's like, at some point, I'm gonna have to make time for her before she leaves me. <laughs> <laughs> She's really like, you know, it's, it's all wrestling. It's all wrestling with you all the time. Like she's so supportive, especially with the podcast. But it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. If you guys add one more promotion, a uh, wrestling promotion, to this week, I'm gonna be single forever. Okay, don't do that to me. <laughs> I have to. Wow.
0: Like <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Uh, we gotta keep Eric from not losing his girlfriend. Eric, guys. Keep <laughs>
1: Hashtag Marnie, don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Marnie, don't leave
0: me. Hashtag baby, support me. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that's about it for our show. Um, upcoming events, of course, like I've said every week, Smackdown Live will be in uh, uh, Norfolk Scopes, September 3rd. Tickets start at 15 $15. If they
1: cancel not um, show, i be mad. i am be so mad if they cancel that show. we got mad plans for this show.
0: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We will be there. Um, Don't forget TNA tomorrow night, Friday at 10 p.m. on the Pursuit Network, which is, I believe, it's 165. Bro, it's Friday. Bro, we weren't supposed to tell them what day it is. Oh, yeah, we weren't. <laughs>
1: yeah, see, I messed up. Okay, so, well, whatever. Stay get it. It's Friday. Hey, you guys, get the podcast on a Friday. Congratulations. We live out here. Hey, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to say, you just broke kayfabe,
0: bro. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, call me Jim Duggan.
0: Yeah, that oh, and I oh yeah. some iron
1: sheet. Wait a minute, no, no, they got caught with co- with marijuana cocaine. No, we're definitely the click.
0: Yeah, I was gonna go with the Madison Square Garden the uh curtain yeah. call.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, whether, yeah, it's called the curtain call, breaking K-Fab
0: But anywho, uh, so TNA comes on tonight <laughs> at <Yeah>. ten PM <laughs> on the Pursuit <laughs> Network, channel one sixty-five. Uh, next week hold on what, what's the yeah next weekend is SummerSlam and Eric I didn't tell you yet but I'm gonna tell you now let's do Uh-oh. our top five SummerSlam matches don't have to be a main event but just the top five SummerSlam matches the ones you can recall and it was like that was a good SummerSlam match yeah. oh that's oh so right. you got so you got TLCs. you got um uh Austin and Undertaker, you got I don't know if they had a hell in the cell at a SummerSlam. I gotta go back and do my research, but top five SummerSlam matches. Was it wait a
1: minute, wasn't last year's wasn't last year's SummerSlam? Wasn't that a hell in the summer between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns? Or was that another pay per view You're thinking about?
0: Uh, I'm not hundred percent. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. So it much was
1: going on. <laughs> it all just runs together.
0: Yeah, yeah, after a while it does all just run together. Especially when they're doing hell in the sales. Like they got a hell in a sale the pay-per-view. Then they have a hell of a sale at the next pay per view. So I'm like, and then what they- the hell? Why why didn't they have that at the last pay per view? I don't know. I just get confused.
1: Yeah, hey. You're not the booker.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not the booker, so hey.
1: Okay, what can we do?
0: Yeah, what are you gonna do, eh?
1: So uh what oh okay so just a quick reminder we reminded you guys at the beginning of the show but we're going to remind you again. We are at 87 listens on the podcast. We're trying oh, we're trying to get to 100 cuz when we get to 100 me the big Gris himself is planning to take woo the Ric Flair chop from someone hopefully from Vanguard Championship Wrestling. They haven't answered the back yet, Shay. So you know what time it is. It's time to be that annoying ex girlfriend that won't go away.
0: Oh dear.
1: Yeah, we about to blow up the spot.
0: All day long.
1: Well, boy, that y'all yeah.
0: getting
1: up? Got, I read a story one time. This girl, like, this girl went on a first date, and then like the guy had to get a restraining on her because, like, afterward, the girl sent him like twenty-three thousand text messages. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Vanguard Championship Wrestling. Is this what you want? <laughs> do you want <laughs> the annoying ex-girlfriend blowing you guys up every five All oh, we're asking is that you talk to us. Just get just, 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 <laughs> just want
0: to talk.
1: We just want to talk. That's all I want to do. Try to put something together. Hey, hey, bring on your, your Liberty Lottery winner. We'll have him on the show. I just want to get to 100 listens to get this Ric Flair chop and put it on
0: Facebook Live.
1: That's all I want to do. I don't think I'm messing up too much,
0: am I? No, very innocent. Very innocent. Very innocent.
1: Very innocent. I'm going to turn it to the feed, though, if they don't answer my call. No, I'm going to be Stan. I'm going to be Stan. <laughs> you said Stan? Stan from the Eminem video? Dear Slim... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dear BCW, I hate you <laughs> I voted <this laughs> a million times <laughs> why no answer oh <laughs> hey dear mister oh our wrestling promotion is way too good to deal with some <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, uh, we we
0: you need just to find out <laughs> when their next show is
1: do we do a run we need
0: to find out what um no cause I want to Security tackle
1: us. Yeah, we can't get no, we can't get arrested. No.
0: Yeah, no. No. I don't want to be sitting in the cell with Jimmy and Jeff Hardy. Forget that.
1: God, you just will not let it go, man.
0: Pour, pour salt in there. I'm pouring salt.
1: Let them live.
0: I'm pouring salt. Mm. Alright, but Eric, go ahead and tell them how they can reach you. Oh, so, you can reach me on Facebook. Eric
1: the Big Grizz Billups you can also catch me on Twitter 7 City Psycho. the S is the dollar sign because we get step money you can also catch me Graham Lineage underscore of underscore excellence and if you want to call me and tell me how crazy I am for wanting to take a Ric Flair chop just to celebrate 100 listens of a podcast you can call me at 757-633-0132 or you can text me and tell me how crazy I am. I don't care. I know I'm crazy. But go ahead. Yeah,
0: and me. Me <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Shabo That's S H E A space B O. You can also reach me on Instagram at All Power to the People. That's A W L P O W R. All to The number two. I had to think. The number two. D-A-P-P-L All power to the people You can also reach me on Twitter At shaybo 4 The actual number 4 Not spelled out but the actual number 4 And if you want to call and leave a message Or text me You can do that at 757-419-1990 That's 757-419-1990 Is there anything else you want to rant about Talk about Is that it for uh- us? Uh that's it for
1: us, but real quick I have to say I find it highly amusing that you always have to like re- remember how to spell your Instagram name.
0: Yeah, I told I told you the story behind that. I was at a, yeah. a par- I was at a party in college and I just made it up. Actually the tequila shots I had made it up and I was just there. But <laughs> I just
1: said yeah, so- we've known each other for years. That sounds like something that you would screw
0: up drunk. <laughs> Yeah, and it was. Oh, and I woke up the next morning with an Instagram. I said, what? <laughs> Instagram? All right.
1: <laughs> Why is it all about to- What is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I am like, what in the world? And there was a picture up there of me eating some chips. I said, huh. Okay. Oh, that's... all so right with it.
1: That's when you know it's a good night when you're drunk, taking Instagram pictures, and you're eating chips, and you wake up the next day. I'm like, when did I take this picture? That's what you yeah. know. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, it was from a second person's point of view, because I'm, I'm using both hands to hold the bag. So I'm like, huh. Okay.
1: <laughs> how drunk were you in that picture? I have to know. Uh, the fact that you can't remember lets me tell me everything I need to know. But exactly how drunk do you look in the picture?
0: I don't, I don't look drunk because I'm, like, putting the chips in my mouth. So I don't, I don't look drunk, but I was pretty drunk. You, you know, I was pretty, uh, as the kids say nowadays, lit but yeah that was like back in like you know what made me decide to want to um, get an Instagram just a real quick story what because it was around that time Trinidad James had that song All, All Gold Everything no, no. doubt. he was like on, yeah he was like on Instagram straight flexing <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm going to get me an Instagram <laughs> <laughs> And that- so that was the inspiration behind it but I didn't realize I actually did it
1: <laughs> the mere fact that we have Trinidad James to thank for all power to people's Instagram
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> close- of all people.
1: we can close the show on it that's great that's, that's a perfect way to alright
0: so till, the, till next week people y'all stay classy hit us up let us know what you think of a podcast you know give us those views you know Just looking for some support.
1: What's up, Utah? What's up, Maryland? What's up, Kentucky? VA, two up, two down. We love you guys. Tune in next week. We'll have some more crazy-ish for you. All right. Peace. Later.